Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Mr. Saunders' Sandbox here on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. You guys know who I am. I'm Jeff Saunders. I'm Mr. Saunders, and we're going for another walk today. Yes, we are. And, uh, and I thought, you know, while I'm out here getting in my steps, trying to get healthy and everything, let's, let's do some talking. Let's do some recording. Uh, you can probably hear uh, some of the ambiance. <laughs> I think there's some birds chirping and you might hear some crickets. You might hear uh, the water fountain in the pond in front of my apartments that I'm walking around. You might hear the wind or the occasional car. Or as I get back over closer to the apartment buildings, you might hear the air conditioners because it's like, I don't know, it's like 200 degrees or something here in Texas right now. And, and it's in the middle of the night and it's still that hot. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk while I walk. Um, if you if you saw the the name of the the episode this week, then you probably have a little bit of an inkling about what we're going to talk about. Um, I this is some stuff that I've I've kind of well let me go back just a little bit. A few weeks ago, uh, we heard that this thing called the Schmodown was going to be coming to an end this year. Now, for those those of you who listen to this, you probably know what the Schmodown is. You probably are already aware that that, that this is the final season. Um, those of you that know me, but maybe don't know the Schmodown, have I'm sure heard me talk about the Schmodown over the last few years. So I haven't I haven't really kept up so much with the Schmodown for the past two years, but it's something that, uh, it's something that has meant a lot to me and was super important to me and something that I found right when I needed to find it. And, um, and it's something that kind of put me on a journey to kind of where I am right now like literally, like recording a podcast. This is all part of the journey that started with me watching the Schmodown. So for the last few weeks since since uh, since the announcements came out that, that it was going to be coming to an end, I've been kind of I've been kind of wanting to talk about it and kind of talk about my journey uh, that, that the Schmodown sort of set me on. And uh, many of you who are listening to this have been part of that journey. And uh, for those of you that have not, uh, I invite you to go on this walk with me today. Uh, and, and, and enjoy the ride as I take you on this journey. <laughs> uh, gosh, um, I, know, I know that I've mentioned it before, so I'm not going to go like, heavy into it but I went through a divorce in 2014 really messed me up put me in a really dark place Um, I've always been kind of quiet and shy and introverted and really like all the progress I had made to get past that 
in my adult life, uh, my divorce kind of threw me back into. Uh, I, I definitely regressed and kind of became like a recluse in my apartment. Uh, I didn't really get out much unless it was to get drunk uh, or unless my unless my kids were over you know I would take them out and do stuff with them but for the most part if I was alone I was in my apartment alone and not like in a healthy place at all so I don't know if it was in 2014 or 2015 um, I'm trying to remember I'm, I'm terrible with movie release dates when it comes to movie trivia. But anyway, uh, there was a new Star Wars movie was going to be coming out. And one of the things that started to kind of, I don't know, uh, that kind of worked as, as, a, as something for me to focus on and not focus on, you know, my, my really crappy situation was news of this new Star Wars uh, film. Um, I've been a huge Star Wars fan all my life. First movie I ever saw, which I like to think I remember it, or remember the experience, although I was only about three years old, but the first movie I ever saw was Star Wars at a drive-in theater. Um, so it's, I grew up with it. It's, it's, it's like kind of a part of who I am. So word uh, that a new movie was coming out was exciting and uh, got me I want to say it got me off my couch I think I was still on my couch but I got onto the internet and onto the YouTubes and started looking for for content for shows you know for information and I happened to stumble upon a show on the Collider Network called Jedi Council and uh, started watching it every week and there was usually usually two of the same guys were on there a uh, couple of guys just regular schmoes uh, named Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis and then they would have others other council members would come in uh, I think uh, I think Tiffany Amber Smith was on there a lot uh, Ken Knapsack would be on there sometimes. Um, there are other people now. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't pull who who all was on there at that time. But but they would have other people would come in, uh, rotate in onto the council. But it was it was a great show. It was a fun show. Um, and and I and it kind of opened my my eyes to you know these uh, these hosts of the show. Uh, I really enjoyed this content they were putting out, so I started looking up some of their other stuff. And that's when I found out they really were just a couple of schmoes. They actually had a show called The Schmoes No Movie Show. And it had been on for a few years at this point. Uh, I started watching it each week, got to know more of this wacky uh, cast of characters that hung out with these guys. Uh, you know, like the the Josh McCougas, the JTE, a uh, bunch of others, um, but it, it was really enjoying. I enjoyed it, uh, and it it made me smile, which was something I really needed at that point in my life. 
and I started watching a lot of their stuff on Collider, uh, other shows that they were a part of on the Collider Network, and just some of the other shows on the Collider Network at the time. And and I started seeing these promos for a new, what I thought was a new show coming on Collider called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Um, and this thing, like, this thing was like so, so um, unique, <laughs> unlike anything I'd ever watched before. Uh, it took. It took movie trivia, which I've, I've always been a fan of Jeopardy. I've always enjoyed doing like barroom trivia, uh, playing Trivial Pursuit. Uh, used to be much better at it than I am now. Uh, and I've always liked Star Wars trivia. Well, well, this show took the idea of doing movie trivia and married it with a lot of the concepts and tropes from pro wrestling. Another thing that I have watched and enjoyed over the years. And this program that, that Mark and Christian and others had put together was like the beautiful love child of movie trivia and pro wrestling. Uh, you had your, your competitors. They came out and portrayed larger-than-life characters. Uh, you had your, uh, you had like your announcing team on the desk. You had, uh, you had someone doing like pre-match and post-match interviews. Uh, the competitors cut promos uh, as their larger-than-life characters. Many of them wore costumes. It's just fantastic. There were like factions or stables. Uh, there were managers. There were heels. There were faces. And, <coughs> excuse me, and, and they even managed to, to, to weave like storylines into this stuff, which I'll come back to in a little bit. That's not the easiest thing when the uh, matches are, are not determined from the get-go like in pro wrestling you know they can craft stories because like they've already decided who's gonna and, and, I, and I don't think I'm, I'm ruining this for anyone but they they already know who's gonna win they know the outcomes of the matches so it's easier to craft stories but with with a trivia competition you don't have that because on any given day either competitor could win so I have a lot of respect for for the the writing team uh, that was behind, working behind the scenes for this thing, and and for the stories that they were able to tell. Uh, I just I just found that all really amazing, and, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that in a minute. But this show just uh, became a a part of my weekly routine, along with some of the other shows. I actually started at this after few months of this I started digging back into the back catalog of the Schmoes No Show and uh, and found out that this this new game show I was watching had actually started as like a comedy bit uh, as part of the Schmoes No movie show so I always thought that well that, that that was an interesting beginning to 
to something that that uh, be, had become so meaningful for me and for so many other people. Uh, a large fan community built up around this thing, uh, which there were a lot of fans of the Schmoes from before this, or, or that's my understanding, but as the Schmodeon grew and evolved, this fan community really grew and evolved as well. And, uh, and a lot of us as fans got to know each other. So a few years into this, I, I think it was in 2019, uh, they, or maybe in 2018 when they actually started doing it, but they started taking the Schmodeon on the road instead of just filming it at their studios in the Los Angeles area at the Collider Studios, they started taking it on the road and doing live events. And in May of 2019, I got to go to one of these events. Uh, they came to Houston, Texas. They, they did a, a Schmodeon event and these events were like pay-per-views. I mean, they were, they were a big deal. And they, um, they did, they did an event at, at Booker T, the, the wrestler Booker T at his, uh, arena in Houston. So they actually did the Schmodeon <laughs> movie trivia show in a wrestling ring. And since they had borrowed so much from wrestling <laughs> from the inception of this thing, it, it was a very meta experience and it, and it wasn't lost on any of us in the, in the crowd, but, uh, such a neat experience and and at that I got to I got to meet a lot of these people uh, I got that's the first time I got to meet Ken Knapsack uh, I was like so I was so shy and starstruck when I when I everyone I met there I, I, I think I probably mumbled a few words and I, I probably looked like I was having a stroke uh, I wasn't and I'm not I'm not poking fun at people who've had a stroke but just the fact that I was in coherent and <laughs> probably very awkward looking uh, it probably looked like that's exactly what was happening to me but anyway I've gotten better with that now and a lot of that is because of the journey that this thing set me on uh, while I was at that event in Houston I met a few other of the fans that were there and um, learned about these things called the fan leagues which were like sort of like if you thought of the Schmodown as the major leagues these would be like the minor leagues or if you wanted to carry the 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 wrestle the pro wrestling analogy further you know if the Schmodown were like the WWE then the fan leagues were like the the indies like the independent uh, wrestling leagues and I, uh, at the event there, I, I got on, on, on online and in, in the right Discord server and joined up uh, with one of the fan leagues right then and there. Uh, and that kind of brings me to, like, to the next chapter of, of my Schmodown journey. Uh, and that's the fan leagues. Uh, I, I was able to get involved in this fan league called the Movie Trivia Face-Off, which never would have happened, never would have existed if not for the Schmodown.
In the face-off, I made a lot of friends. Uh, I also came a long way into overcoming a lot of that shyness, a lot of the, the reclusiveness uh, that I had been experiencing since my divorce. Um, I, I sort of came out of my shell a little bit. Because in the face-off, I signed up to be a competitor. And uh, <laughs> that meant I had to come up with a character who was larger than life, who had a story, who, who was entertaining. Uh, and that's where I decided I wanted to be a Lucha Libre. And uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, the Lucha Libres are the, um, they're the masked Mexican wrestlers. Uh, there was, you didn't have anything like that in the fan leagues. Uh, you really didn't have anything exactly like that in the Schmodown, which I always thought was, always thought was a missed opportunity. Now, there were, there were versions of, like, masked entertainers there. You had the, the outlaw John Roca. He would come out and, and compete with a, uh, a Guy Fox mask, like from the movie V from Vendetta. Uh, so that's, I guess that's kind of like a masked wrestler type persona. Uh, Finstock, yeah, and then there's Finstock. Uh, he would wear this uh, crocheted <laughs> weird toboggan with a beard. That was kind of like a mask. So yeah, I guess he's kind of he was kind of a masked uh, masked wrestler type uh, character. But as far as like a actual character wearing a lucha libre mask, uh, there weren't any of those. So that's what I really wanted to do. Problem is, I didn't have a Lucha Libre mask. Nope. What I did have was a pair of overalls, a, a weird looking hat, and, and generations of family that had grown up in the woods, uh, grown up in the country, in, in, in southern Arkansas. And, and that's where I decided, you know what? Maybe I, I can't do a masked wrestler character, but I could do a hillbilly. And that's where Hillbilly Scribs was born. Uh, my, my handle online for years has been Scribbler. So I just dropped the end off of that and threw Hillbilly in front of it. And there you go. So... I never won any matches as Hillbilly Scribs. <laughs> I, I think I was only in like maybe three, three or so, three or four uh, actual matches. And I was in like some exhibition type matches. But I got to play with this character and evolve this character. Um, I got to meet like a lot of people who are some of my closest friends to this day. Um, and and I got to start creating content. Uh, one of the one of the things uh, the the face off was very ambitious when it started. Uh, they would record, gosh, I don't know, 
it's going to sound like I'm joking or exaggerating, but they would record like, I want to say like maybe four or five, six matches a week, uh, which they were only putting out two a week. Um, and they barely had, you know, the edit editing staff. And when I say staff, this is all volunteer. None of us are getting paid for any of this. But they barely had like the editing staff to keep up with that. So weeks and weeks would go by without any content coming out. Well, one of the one of the first weeks that that we're doing this, uh, I'm still. I, I think I've recorded one match at this time, which would come out like a couple months later. I think. Uh, but one of the, one of the guys, uh, it may actually it may have been more than one of the guys, told me that I should do a commentary show. In my hillbilly character, so I did. And, and uh, I launched a show on the Movie Trivia Face-Off YouTube channel called The Hillbilly Holler. And Hillbilly Scribs would go over match results from the previous week, talk about matches coming up in the next week, which a lot of weeks I didn't have anything to talk about because, like I said, there were a lot of weeks that there weren't any matches coming out. Uh, but for those weeks... Um, the show I was making was was coming out and I became more comfortable with this character I became more comfortable in front of the camera I became more comfortable just like talking I came out of my shell uh, and I got to use my show that I was doing to highlight a lot of the other people that were in the fan league uh, and and really like evolve and, and craft this character into the character that he's become today. Um, eventually, I uh, the idea was put forward by by my buddy Thomas Risling uh, from here on Feeding the Monster uh, that we should create a faction around uh, Hillbilly Scribs. And before we even crafted it that far, I, I threw out a promo on one of my matches that I was going to put together a fraction. And uh, <laughs> so fraction became the name of our faction, uh, the fraction. <laughs> and, you know, I got, I got a, it was here that, that I met uh, Mark Meyer, because uh, Thomas was, Thomas was like, Jeff, you, you'll really like this guy. Y'all get along well. Uh, he's, he gets it. He gets what, what we're trying to do here, you know, with like characters and story. Uh, and, and he, Thomas was absolutely right. Uh, and, and, you know, and I still do with, I still do stuff with Mark to this day. Um, there's this other, other guy there. He was kind of a heel at the time. And, and although we never got to do a, a match properly, we really wanted to kind of like, have him be the foil uh, to to my character, and that was John Mariano, uh, who was doing a character called the Sandman at the time, and still great friends with John to this day. We still do stuff, um, and then 
I don't know, a few months after we were into this thing, this other guy came along, a guy, uh, fellow named Corey Morissette, uh, who had by this point taken over a lot of the editing duties there in the face-off, and was actually getting us where we had like matches that were coming back out again regularly. Uh, Corey's like very responsible for a lot of the big exhibition stuff that we did in the face-off. Um, and Corey's a part of a lot of the stuff I do now. Um, and, and, and you, you should be familiar with all of these names I've just mentioned because this is our Feeding the Monster family. So after, I don't know, after I think it was less than a year really of doing the face-off, I had, I had gotten the opportunity to, I want to say after, it was after I'd been doing it for maybe six months or so, I got the opportunity to, to start doing more of the work with storyline. You know, uh, through, through a lot of this time, I was putting out the Hillbilly Holler every week. You know, I was, I was able to, to help craft some of the other competitors' characters. And help them out with with their promos and and whatnot and um, I got the opportunity to kind of start working behind the scenes to help tell some of the stories we we're trying to tell and that was that was a lot of fun uh, it was hard because you you couldn't just tell a story like like come up with the story and then people are, are, are watching and, and getting the story like the next week because there was such a a gap from when like matches were recorded to when they were coming out uh, a lot of patience was involved but you know we, we made it we made it work we were able to tell like a couple of I think pretty good stories um, and uh, I was able to build up, like I said, help some of the other characters build, I'm sorry, help some of the other competitors build up their characters. Um, I'm very, very, uh, very proud of the work that we did there. Um, but then it just kind of got to a point where it was stressful. Uh, you know, I have a pretty stressful job. And for me, this was all a hobby. So I didn't need to have a stressful hobby too. And there was some, some stuff went on behind the scenes and and I'm not not here to talk about any of that uh, the name of this podcast is not movie trivia Babylon so if if you're wanting to hear those stories uh, you can probably find other people that that'll be happy to to tell you but I, I did get to a point where I was it was just very stressful and I needed to I needed to step away from it so so I did and gosh I, I, I want to say like around about that same time or maybe even before I officially stepped away from the face-off uh, Thomas Risling and John Mariano had approached me about being part of a of a podcast feed that they were uh, noodling around with the idea of putting together and and that's that's the podcast feed you're listening to right now the feeding the monster uh, 
uh, all those names I mentioned earlier. We all we all came together. Uh, we started off with uh, uh, it was Thomas and and John and and Mark and myself, and then we brought brought Corey in, and then I, I want to say like like the we had like an unofficial member like really from the very beginning uh, and that's Christy McGee uh, she was whether she knows it or not she was a part of like every show uh, she would like tweet about our shows and <laughs> break down some of our shows like by uh, uh, tweets and gifts <laughs> it was just amazing <laughs> she would do like tweet alongs <laughs> but uh uh, eventually, she actually became part of of the of the feed, and uh, and, and and these these uh, these four people. Uh, hold on, one, two, three, four, five people. I, I, I hillbilly can't count, but I can count. These five people are, are some of my closest friends today, and 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 that would not have happened if not for me stumbling upon that little movie trivia show uh, when I was like in a really really dark place um, so that's kind of the journey to get here oh you know what I never I never uh, I mentioned something earlier and I never really paid it off uh, when I was in the face-off uh, I had kind of I kind of wanted to take a break from from doing hillbilly scribs uh, which, which as you, you know, I, I do from time to time here on the Feeding the Monster. Uh, I've, I've worked up some other characters that, that, that I can do in, in his stead. But when I was in the face-off, I eventually did buy a, a Lucha Libre mask. I, I bought a Nacho Libre mask because I was like, you know, if I'm going to do like a Lucha Libre character, it needs to have like a movie trivia type tie-in, so that just made sense. But that's where El Scriblo was born. And uh, he was sort of my my version of a, my comedic version of a, uh, of a Lucha Libre masked wrestler. And, and he was definitely a heel, uh, and he was a manager. So we even built up a, a fraction, there we go, uh, not a fraction, we built up a faction around him, uh, the El Cirque Magnifico, <laughs> the Magnificent Circus, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun, and, and, the, and the guys and gals I got to work with on that was a lot of fun, but that was kind of as I was sort of on my way out, but uh, you'll still, you can still hear El Scriblo. From time to time, when I do my uh, uh, or when I do the um, the Hoot and Holler uh, podcast, which is my Hillbilly Scribs podcast, I do. But that's the journey. That's how I got to where I am right now. And and uh, you know, even though I haven't really watched the Schmodown in a couple of years, I might actually tune in and watch some of the final episodes this season. Uh, because it it has meant a lot to me. Uh, it has meant so much to me over over the past few years, and and there are, there are people putting out content 
that can speak more eloquently uh, to the Schmodown. There are people putting out content that are that 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 are tied to the Schmodown much more closely than I I am, and who have 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 uh, stayed with the Schmodown longer than than I did. Um, and and you know, I encourage you go go. Tune into their stuff, you know. Give them some support, because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're all kind of part of this Schmodown family, uh, for sure. But that's that's pretty much all I've got to say about all that. Uh, I could I could talk some more on it, and and I might at some point I might revisit it. I might I might try to get some of the guys to come on on with me. Uh, at some point and, and maybe we can talk about our our shared experiences because at the end of the day that's what that's what this is and, and that's that's one of the things that, that makes all of this so so healing and healthy and and, and and so positive is that it is a shared experience. Uh, and, and, and the more the more of these types of shared experiences that I've had over the last few years has really helped to heal me uh, from the stuff I was going through back when this journey started. Uh, and it, it's really, and, and, it, and, and it showed me that, you know, I'm not alone. There are other people, people who I'm very good friends with who have been through similar stuff. Uh, so... I, I feel very blessed that I've gotten to meet and and befriend and, and become really really good friends with with people who get me you know and who I get and uh, and we get all that because of the schmodown so that's it guys I will be back next week either either doing one of these or doing a uh, another hoot and holler i hope i hope you like the last hoot and holler by the way i had such a fun time putting that together uh and and i've got i've got i've got a few more that i'm working on so gonna gonna see how long i can keep this up and uh, keep putting out something weekly for you guys because uh, this is just like everything i've talked about today this is this is my therapy <laughs> and you guys get to come along for the ride uh, no, I guess it's a walk. <laughs> you guys get to come along for the walk. But yeah, till, till next time, you guys, y'all have a good week. And thank you for going on this walk with me. And thank you for playing around in my sandbox. <laughs> well, hello again. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was just uh, editing this thing and putting it together, and as I do that, I always listen to it just to make sure that it's listenable. And uh, it occurred to me that I'd left out a big part of my journey. Uh, actually, uh, an element that's been a part of several parts of the journey that I talked about. And that's the Discord servers that I've gotten to be a part of. And in particular, I wanted to give a shout out to Ken Knapsock's Patreon Discord server. Uh, most of the people that I mentioned uh, that I've become good friends with, that's where many of us originally met 
and uh, and that's where a lot of those bonds of friendship have been uh, uh, formed over the last uh, several years so I just wanted to to throw that out there and um, if you're looking for an online community to be a part of I, I could not I could not recommend a better one um, the some of the sweetest people I know I've met there and uh, many many more people than than I've mentioned in in the, this episode uh, but yeah so I just wanted to put that out there and and you know and Ken Ken too uh, Ken's very open and inviting and and I've, I've become friends with him as well so definitely uh, I would recommend checking all of that out uh, check out Ken's stuff uh, you can just look up like the knapsack files on I think pretty much anywhere uh, he also does a show called Pop Rock and Radio, where he does some DJing, and uh, often on Saturday nights he'll do he'll do a live one, where you can get on an app called Mixcloud, and kind of kind of direct the course of the uh, of the show uh, with your uh, song request. So uh, definitely check all of that out. And um, oh, I know one other thing I was going to mention. If you happen to listen to this on Spotify, uh, I'll leave a leave a, a question on there, and I often have a poll on there. But you can communicate with me that way. So if you'd like to hear more stories from uh, from you know just me being a fan of the Schmodown, or from my time in the Face Off, or from my time here on Feeding the Monster, uh, shoot me a shoot me a message on there. Uh, you can also reach out to me t- at Jeff Saunders 74 yeah at Jeff Saunders 74 on Twitter uh, and you can message me that way and uh, you know if you want to hear more I'll do some more episodes like this one uh, we, we still have a few months before the Schmodown goes away so plenty of time to, to sneak another one or two of these episodes in but that's that's just some stuff I, I forgot to say during the podcast so you can kind of consider this like a um, like a mid credits scene, except for we're not revealing who the next uh, MCU bad guy is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for walking with me, and thanks for playing in my sandbox. <laughs>
they will owe you extra content, merchandise, and so much of their ever-shrinking spare time. All just for you. All depending on the tier of support that you choose. So what are you waiting for? Become a Patreonizer today. We've got the right tier for you.